Welcome to More Than Movies. I'm Ivana. I'm Jay. Today we'll talk about funny cops and gaming on the go. We also explore a new Matrix franchise. And will this be our last round of series survival? It's time for a top three turf war. So, Chips comes out this Friday. I love me some Dak Shepard. He is so funny and I cannot wait to see this movie. But Michael Pena is also amazing. Oh my God, he's also amazing. Like Ant-Man was made, like Paul Rudd's amazing in Ant-Man, but Michael Pena stole the movie. Yeah, he stole the movie. So having him and Dak Shepard lead up a movie, I'm there, I'm there with bells on. And it got me kind of remembering all those times that I watched police comedies, especially growing up. And so I thought maybe we do a top three turf war, best three police comedies. I am totally game. I love me a police comedy. Uh, And this is a little different than buddy cop movies. Maybe one day we'll revisit this. Totally. But this time around, we are talking just straight up police comedy. What is your number three police comedy? I just want to say before we get started that we're going to have to talk honorable mentions at the end of this. Absolutely. Because I I had a real hard time. Narrowing down just three. Yeah. Like, well, the first two, the top two spots were really easy for me. This third spot, right before I reveal the movie choice, I had a real hard time choosing between that and the other movies in my honorable mentions list. But here I go. I'm just going to commit to it. 21 Jump Street. Oh, okay. All right. Tell and me about remake. it. And the remake. I like not the original, but the new one. Well, we're not talking 21 Jump Street, the, the TV series show. here. You're, we're talking right. movies. It was never a movie, was yeah, it? Yeah, this is uh this reboot is actually just a movie. It is just a movie. But I really loved it. I thought it was really funny. I thought that uh both I forget now who was in it. But both of them were really good. Well, <laughs> Channing together. Tatum Thank you. and Jonah Hill. Yes, Channing Tatum <laughs> and Jonah Hill. Their names escaped They're me. They're actually so good in that film together. And they are. You, do you remember when you first saw the trailer for that movie? I did not expect no. what that movie did. I, did. I expected it to be fine, but it was hilarious. I've seen it so many times, and I, I just really like that movie, and... It's one of those movies now that when you have your friends over and you've had a couple drinks, it just finds its way on. It totally just finds its way on. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I That is one of, that I wrestled with because it did not make mm. my top three, but it's we'll come to it later in our honorable mentions. We should also mention that this was like one of the Brie Larson breakout roles. It sure was. Brie Larson, uh, we were actually, before we started the podcast, talking about it because I saw Kong uh, last night, and Brie Larson is super movie star. Total movie star. Brie Larson always finds her way into really great movies. In my opinion, one of the funniest parts of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is when she shows up. Ah. But yeah, she is like a love interest, and it's all controversial because she's in high school. Exactly. But they're not that different, and I think she's 18 or something in it. And it's great. She's great. The movie's great. Number three. I love them together. Mm-hmm. My number three, uh, you know, sometimes you have to pick things that are close to your heart. Oh, you wait know? until my number two. Not to mention <laughs> the fact that if my good friends from high school are listening and I didn't include this, 
they would go on my Twitter and just Twitter bash the shit out of me. So my number three, <laughs> boys, it's Super Troopers. Uh, that's your number three? My number three police comedy is okay. Super Troopers. I think I've seen this movie I at least 13 to 20 times. Yeah. And the beginning scene in this film is maybe one of the funniest moments in comedy of all time, I think. Um, and it's and it solidified Broken Lizard as, you know, a tour de force of comedy. They went on to do other films like Club Dread. Obviously, Beer Fest is is now like classic. And yeah, I but just, I think Super Troopers is the most classic. Yeah, I think Super Troopers is the most classic. You know, like the right meow uh, sketch, the, all the pranks they pull on the Highway Patrol. I just think are so funny, and I actually hope that Chips. Kind of takes a little bit of a a grab at it and totally. does some, some silly stuff too totally. to commuters that they pull over on the highway. But uh, yeah, so super and can troopers. I just also say the mustaches. But you know what? Let's. Who wants to go for a mustache ride? What a great line! Also, there just are so many mustaches. And for those who are listening who don't know this about me yet from our previous podcast, I have a thing about mustaches. She's got a little philia. Something like that. Felicia <laughs> that Felicia That sounds awful. I don't want that word associated with me, that but is that's you. what I You're have. You're a philiac. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but yeah, I can see it. No, I can't. They're just so I don't know what it is. It's about like you put a mustache on a man and he knows it looks a little bit stupid, but he rocks it anyway. There's nothing more attractive. All right. Well, you know, that is where I, I learned about mustache rides, <laughs> and I just love that film. So that is why Super Troopers, number three for me. Number two for me is another, it's one that hits close to my heart. Similar idea, but I put it in the number two spot. I actually used to watch this movie every single weekend when I was a kid. Once a weekend, every week, I might have seen it like over a hundred times what by this is point. It? Police Academy 3. <laughs> Wait, not the original Police Academy. No. Police Academy 3. A Police Academy 3. They go back and now they're the teachers to this new crop of students. Oh my gosh. And I've seen the other Police Academy movies since being a child because as a child I had this one movie and that's it. That's all I had. <laughs> that's all I ever saw. And I've seen the other Police Academies and I got to tell you, this is the best one. Wow. It's actually, at least in my mind, the best one out of the Police Academy movies. I'm shocked that you think three is the best one. I really like two. Um, obviously love the introduction of Mahoney and the gang in, in one. But three, that's an well, interesting Well, three pick. offers an interest, a similar introduction to the, to the one. It's like a callback to one, but with yep. new characters. And I just... I don't know. I liked having these silly teacher, like the people who used to be the outcast now be the teachers. Right. And that's, <laughs> I think, what does it for me in that movie. And there's a, a great little like. Whomever it is that ends up having that like sex affair with that bosomy, but very like tough and manly blonde police academy person. I think it's like the Asian who is an exchange student, doesn't speak much English. Sure. That was the best thing. I love that relationship so much. Interesting. This, I mean, this is shocking to me that 
on a list of three, Police Academy 3 is number two. Number two on my list. Um, okay, well, my number two is probably a little bit safer <laughs> than Police Academy 3, but it's so damn good. And its rewatchability factor is off the chart. One of the best soundtracks in the world, and that is Beverly Hills Cop, starring Eddie Murphy. The original Beverly Hills Cop is... It's incredible. I mean, it's Eddie Murphy at the top of his game. He's a Detroit cop going to avenge the murder of his friend. And when he gets to Beverly Hills, can't believe how ridiculous the place is. And he brings that streetwise, wisecracking, do not give a shit, I'm going to kill people to Beverly Hills. And there's just some really funny lines and scenes in that movie. Beverly Hills Cop, number two on my list. Is it you on your what? list at all? I've you haven't even never seen it. Ever? Ever. So clearly, I have to see this movie. But it's like... Oh, I know that music. But you have never seen it. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I mean, it's... Wow. Okay. All right. Then that's fair that it's not on your list, but mm-hmm. it is classic. It is amazing 80s-ness. There's a great scene where it shoves a banana in a tailpipe, and you just think this is the stupidest shit ever, but it's amazing <laughs> that he's doing it. Um, and I, I think it's like gold standard rated R comedy for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What is your brand spanking number one? I can't imagine it's like Police Academy 5. Where, it they, is not. where they go to Miami and they fight a crocodile or whatever. Actually, you know what? There is one where they go to like That's Miami. Number five, I know. I really like that one. I oh thought that was God. a really good one. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not the best one. Uh, mine, and I didn't, I almost thought I'd tell you, but it, then I thought I'd leave it as a surprise. It's Super Troopers. Oh, well, well you, you could have said we'd talk about I it know. later. I didn't want to do that because then you would know. Oh, my God. That Super Troopers would be on my list. It's Super Troopers. I freaking love Super Troopers. Ugh. The meow jokes, everything about this movie, the rewatchability factor, it is just comedic gold. I love I love the dynamic between everybody in the movie. And I'm just so shocked it didn't make your number one. And I need to know what your number one is because how? what beat this? Uh, so for me, it is full on Nick Frost and Simon Pegg in Edgar Wright's Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Super Troopers for I, you? I think Hot Fuzz is, there's so much happening in it. There's so much directing, like just smashed onto the screen. I laughed so hard. I love when they, you know, it's it's this super cop who ends up in this small town and he meets this one guy who just, he's just a diehard. I became a cop for the action and there's no action here. <laughs> and it's like silly, but... Then they uh, uncover this amazing ring of this town is actually horrible, horrible people and they do awful shit and they have to take them all out. And you just get these incredible action pieces that are scattered in this silly, silly movie. Um, And Edgar Wright, honestly, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, even, you know, The World's End at, at, at a certain point, Scott Pilgrim, you know, these are some of my favorite movies of all time. He just announced a new film that's coming out called Baby Driver. I literally put on the trailer because somebody sent it to me and said, you're not even going to believe this movie. It got to the point where it said, 
written and directed by Edgar Wright. I turned off the trailer, said it's already got my money. I don't need to see the rest. Wow. Yeah. So Edgar Wright is one of my favorite directors of all time. Hot Fuzz is one of the reasons he's my favorite director of all time. And, uh, and that is why. See, for me, Shaun of the Dead is so much better than Hot Fuzz. And so Hot Fuzz just is immediately lower. Like, but Hot Fuzz is still... Like, Shaun of the Dead is, I think, my number five movie of all time. And Hot Fuzz is just lower than that. Like, on the tier, it's, it's still such an incredible movie. I feel like maybe I need to rewatch it. I, I remember liking the movie a lot. Yeah. But I don't remember it and being... Timothy Dalton. Like, this it's not even on my honorable mentions oh. list. Is that even on your honorable mentions? No. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, I guess we got to count this down. Well, let's figure out our order. There's nothing to count yet. Okay. So I think obviously number one, Super Troopers. I think Super it Troopers is number one. It was on your list. Yep. It was number one on mine. I think that makes sense. Totally. Uh, I'll give you Hot Fuzz at number two. Okay. And Police Academy three at number three? Uh, yeah. Well, I guess what's left Or should over? it be Beverly Hills Cop? You know what? I think it should be Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. I think that makes sense. Even though I've not seen that movie... It's pretty legendary. It sounds awesome. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I know. I really, it's right up my alley. I love these kinds of movies. You are going to, you, you know, the scene start. the movie starts with Eddie Murphy trying to convince a guy to sell him a bunch of cigarettes and he's doing this like drug dealer cigarette. Like, if you don't want to give it to me, I'll give it to somebody else. I'll do that. And then they realize he's a cop. And there's this scene where he's barreling down the street, hanging onto the back of a, it's like a net on the back of the van and he's swinging <laughs> back and forth, but he's still white. Like he, it's such a fun movie. Uh, okay. I, I agree with all of this, but you know, super troopers at number one, super troopers at number be, one. Sure. Number two, hot. And like I said, three Beverly my Hills buddies stuff. in high school are going to hear this and go, you damn right, Super Troopers in at number one. Yeah. If Vanna knows it, why was it at your number three? That's what I asked. <laughs> That's what I asked. All right, let's count this down. Number three, Beverly Hills Cop. Number two, Hot Fuzz. And the number one best police comedy, Super, Super Troopers. Troopers. All right, what is on your honorable mentions? I can't believe Hot Fuzz isn't even there. Okay. I have Kindergarten Cop, freaking amazing. I love Kindergarten Cop. It's so That's good. That's a good honorable mention. There is something about Arnold Schwarzenegger in these soft and fuzzy situations. He's and not a tumor. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have uh, Rush Hour with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. I don't know the why. The first one? Yeah, yeah, the first okay. one, original. And uh, a guilty pleasure, Miss Congeniality. Okay, Miss Congeniality is a movie that I, I, I've seen more times than I'd like to admit. Me too. <laughs> and yet, if it's on the television, I'm not changing channels. Yeah, I usually keep it on too. It's, it's a fun movie. And, it's fun. You know, Sandra Bullock sells the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't make my honorable mentions. My honorable mentions list has the original Police Academy. Oh, okay. okay? Yeah. My number four would have been The Naked Gun. and. Guys, I, I feel like sick to my stomach that the Naked Gun is not on my list. That's the one you bought? That I immediately went and I bought it yeah. because I felt guilty. 
Jay felt so guilty. He didn't tell me what it was. He's like, <laughs> I didn't put one on my list and I felt so guilty I had to purchase it. And so I went and bought it immediately. To which I said, you have a problem. I may have a problem. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness it's movies and not <laughs> something horrible. <laughs> um, Bad Boys made my list with uh, oh, yeah, Martin I, Lawrence and Will Smith. It was a very good movie. You know, the only reason it's got a lot of comedy elements, but it's really an action movie. That's why I didn't make my list either. I thought about it and I was like, it's funny, but it's not a comedy. And I liked Bad Boys too as well probably more than the normal person because it's 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 critically panned people do not like that movie see i saw it in theaters and i liked but it but in theaters i watched that movie a little drunk um <laughs> but i watched that movie and i was dying laughing at like the rats having sex and like they fuck like each other like we do and uh that's a nice fish you Big remember fucking eyes, but nice so fucking much fish. more about that movie I know. than i do uh so there's some lines in it that i really remember 21 Jump Street had to make my honorable mentions because it didn't make my top three. And the last one on my honorable mentions, there was a movie with Jim Belushi that came out. Canine was, was my Police Academy oh. 3 when I was a kid. So where you watch Police Academy 3 all the time, I had Canine on, which was basically Jim Belushi and a German Shepherd. And they go around and harass criminals. Um I can't remember it at all. That's why I didn't make my list. Right. But I immediately went and I'm going to rent it after this because I, I feel like I need to give that something, even though I know it's probably going to be awful, but I don't care. <laughs> so police comedies. Who knew like this was such a fun genre? So much fun. So it's been a while since Welcome we've back. seen each other. You know, you may have listened to our last podcast where we said, hey, we're still recording this well before the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's because Ivana has been globetrotting. How was it? Europe was awesome. I got I didn't go for too long. I was only gone for a week and a half, a little bit of work and a little bit of pleasure. And uh, I went to Vienna where I actually spent four hours at this cafe that is known for being a good, great place. A good, great a what good, do, what, great place. So this is what, like... What does that mean? It's a term and it's used in genius cluster theory. And it essentially says that genius clusters tend to pop up in metropolitan areas and also in places and times during which good, great places exist. And that would be a place like this. So this is a cafe that's known for housing and playing host to some of the most brilliant minds of the 20th century. So do you feel like brilliant after spending four hours there? It's shocking how good I felt there. Like, really? I, yeah, I had this amazing goulash and I just watched all these people sit down and talk and exchange ideas. And it's very warm and like very nice and comfortable that you can be there for a long time. They very much welcome loitering. Great. Which is a requirement for a good, great place. But it's not too nice in that there's not lines of people like so, dying to get in. So is a Starbucks considered a good, great place? No. Okay. Because it, the Starbucks is missing that je ne sais quoi oh, that God. lends itself. Here we go. Itself. She's been in Europe for a week and a half. <laughs> coming back with the French. <laughs> and I wasn't even in a French place. Um but but they they're supposed to foster intelligent conversation discourse among people who are intellectuals. And this place, uh, Cafe 
Awelka, I'm going to say it, I butchered the Butcher name. It. It's actually been a host to many of the 20th century's sort of brilliant minds in arts and uh, psychology and science and all this sort of stuff. And I thought that was really cool. And I spent four hours there reading a George Orwell book and people watching and spending time on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it was just amazing. So good, great place. And did it smell like garbage? No, it smelled like coffee and goulash. Good. And wine. Because people say Vienna smells a little like trash because everything goes in the water. What? Yeah, there's like a whole thing where their garbage dump is like amongst the water and, and, and water like garbage streams into the water because it's surrounded by it. Huh. I've never heard that. It's super clean and Good. it smells really fresh. Good. I need to go to Vienna, clearly. Mm-hmm. Anywhere else I need to go? Serbia. I mean, you should, but only if I go with you. Yeah, because I feel like I get stabbed. No, no, no. Actually, Serbia is super well. The places I go, I, Belgrade, which is like the, the main city. Do you um, think we have Serbian listeners? I hope so. Like Besides my family. like your family. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're going to be really offended by that stabbing joke. No, actually, I think all Serbians have a good comic discourse. Like if you watch Serbian comedies, they're very self-deprecating. Oh, good. Yeah. It's like Canadians. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but Canadians like on crack with the self-deprecation. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was great. I got to see family and... Any- and, and, and you, ha- you got on a plane. Any tips for getting on a plane in this world's climate right now? I'm a white female. I'm good to go on Red airplanes. hair. They probably think you're Irish. You're exactly. fine. Like on airplanes, they're like, please go ahead, miss. Actually, one of, one of my layovers getting to Vienna, I did get the crazy, like they made, I went through the metal detector and then I had to take my shoes off and then someone had to pat me down and then they went through my bags and like it was a whole big thing, but nothing happened. It was just a quick, quick in and out. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. This has been a break with Ivana and Jay. <laughs> You're plugged in. Mind your manners. This is Tech Ticket. So now that the Nintendo Switch is fully available, even though it's not available because I really want one and it's all sold out everywhere, you may see some people gaming on the go a little more. Yep. Because that's the whole point of the system is you can take it out from wherever you're playing and then keep the game going the whole day long. I do think that the Nintendo Switch seems like a pretty cool new thing. And I like this concept of taking a game from... The general television experience where you're going to have a lot more immersive of an environment to the on-the-go game and you don't really lose out on anything. I totally agree. As a matter of fact, when you first came in, I was kind of being a selfish ass and playing my video game. Although I really enjoyed the play-by-play. I thought that was a lot of fun. I'm glad that you did because I was, uh, before you got here, I was kind of immersed in one of my PS4 games. And when when Ivana came in, I'm like, oh yeah, can I get you a drink? Can I... I just have to kill this guy (laughs) (laughs) and then came in. So I was thinking like there are there's clear rules to gaming on the go etiquette. Absolutely. When you're with people, you need to you need to calm down a little. Exactly. So we thought we'd compile a list of our top five rules that you should consider if you're gaming on the go. What's number five? What's like you should really consider this rule if you're commuting with other people. I would say do not game. Like if you're with someone, if you bump into if someone. With a, your friend. Or you're going somewhere with a friend, don't game. 
Like, I think that that's pretty clear in the sense of we can look at our phones occasionally. We're all very phone immersed. We really are. But there's nothing that is a more of an asshole move than to be with people and then pull out a game and be like, you guys aren't enough for me. I'm going to play this game while we hang you out. You were talking about the time at movie club that I may have pulled out a video game. Yeah. And every literally at, at the bar, the whole table stops their conversation, <laughs> looks over and goes, no, Yeah, they were not having it. So. When you're commuting, if you're with people you know, unless you talk about it beforehand, they're going to do their own thing and you're going to do yours. It's a no-go territory. You're going to piss someone off. Yeah. If you're being social, be social. Uh, Number four, there is no trash talking allowed when you are in public. So you can't be talking to your screen or if you've got in your microphone Mm -hmm. because you're playing a multiplayer game, you can't be yelling into their trash talking uh, you know, talking to some six-year-old on the other end of the planet because he zapped you with whatever, you, you can't start that shit. Yeah, and not to mention, trash talking often lends itself to swear words, and swear words have no place on public transit in front of potentially little children and whatnot. There's not kids. that I care, but that I understand that other people's parents care. That's right. So when you're commuting, maybe you're on a plane or a train, just keep that off. Yeah. Number three... Be a little conscious of your body, your elbows. Like, you can get pretty into games, especially as far as I know with the Nintendo Switch. You don't want to elbow someone's coffee all over them. You're in a public place. There are people. Be aware of how much space you're taking up. And if your game requires a lot of space, I'm sorry, you can't play it. And I'm just going to throw this on. We've all had video game tantrums. Guess where you can't have one? <laughs> <laughs> on the TTC. On the TTC. Or any other transit service that you utilize, depending on where you live in the world. Because if you start going, oh, fuck. Yeah. And you like do that <laughs> thing where you, oh, blah, you're going to hit somebody. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I ever swore in front of my parents. I was playing Super Mario Brothers and I died. I'm like, oh, shit, man. But it was probably more like, Oh, shit. And then, and then my mom was like, what'd you say? And then just like full on became like tyrant mode. And I was in trouble. I never understand why parents get so upset about children swearing. I don't know. I think they want you to stay young and cute and swearing doesn't lend. Mm, I disagree. There's nothing more adorable than a little tiny baby child person thing being like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That was maybe the best visual. I love that visual. (laughs) Number two, get comfortable with that pause button. Yes. This is probably the one that drives me the most crazy. If your stop is next, it's probably not just your stop. (laughs) So don't be putting your head down, waiting for it to open and still playing your game and then walk out slowly Still immersed in that game. You can hit pause yeah, like and get to your destination. When you're traveling like in and out of a subway or a bus or a whatever, when there's lots of people, you have to be a little bit more mindful of them and therefore hit pause, move on. You're going through crowds. This is stupid. It's a very expensive system. Yeah. <laughs> and the number one thing I would say Which is- Which we both completely agree with. Totally. Use your freaking headphones. You gotta have headphones. Like, you cannot have sound of your game spilling all over the place. No, there's nothing worse than somebody who 
You know how embarrassed you feel when you're at the library and your phone rings? Well, we're all that embarrassed for you when you're playing your video game at top volume and you forgot your headphones at home. Like, I've, I've never actually seen someone play a video game that isn't on mute, but I have encountered people who are randomly listening playing to music. Playing the music without headphones? Yeah. Makes no sense. And it's just everywhere. And I'm like, D- what? This is... This is- Public transit here, people. But I'm going to extend this past your commute. If you're out in the living room and playing on the couch while somebody's watching TV, slap on your headphones. Mm-hmm. It's their TV time. You can go anywhere. The TV stays put. That's a fact. So those are our five things that you should know when you're gaming on the go. Mmm. Reboot rumors. So Power Rangers is... Are you trying to mimic it. the voice of our intro? <laughs> Are you it trying just, to get all sexy on our reboot It got me in a very like calm I and excited mood. I don't need you in the mood when you're talking about the Power Rangers. <laughs> so Power go, go Rangers. Power Rangers. They're coming to movie theaters this week. They're getting rebooted hardcore. Yeah, we don't know the reviews yet because obviously we're recording a week in advance. Um, but it's safe to say it's probably going to be a pretty big teen and kid movie and i have a feeling it's gonna be pretty good maybe that's just because of that power rangers james vanderbeek online movie thing that I think was it brilliant. might be it might be uh but you know elizabeth banks is involved with it so maybe it will be great she's pretty awesome so it got us thinking about reboots in general and we brought back our segment reboot rumors so i want to kick this off with warner brothers is set to record the matrix franchise again and this is the weirdest thing. The Matrix people are going to be a part of a, a shared universe with Speed Racer. Now, that aspect of things is like, okay. Why? The Matrix is one of the legendary action movies and especially special effects movies of our time. They broke yep. molds. They changed the way that movies are made. And no, I don't want to share that with a Speed Racer universe. Like, <laughs> So the you- only thing that I can think of for a reason to do this is because the directors of The Matrix, the Wachowskis, also did Speed Racer after The Matrix. But who cares if the same director did something twice? It's not like you're going to put the Braveheart universe into the Passion of the Christ universe. Because Mel Gibson did both of them. Now, this isn't for real. It's just a rumor, right? Like, it hasn't been confirmed, has it? This is reboot rumors, not reboot facts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a big enough story today that it it landed on my radar. That's fair. And I thought we should talk about it. I kind of am with you. I don't need a reboot of The Matrix. When The Matrix was kind of perfect in its own way. I would take another installment, though. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. I do not like two and three. Yeah, you know what? I agree, but I would take a four if a four is really good because that can happen sometimes. Would you want the same cast back? Or would Absolutely. You- like you can expand your cast. You can relegate them to different roles. Keanu can become the new like stage, whatever, like whatever it he is. He can sort of become Morpheus. Exactly. That'd and be neat. And have someone. So I'm okay with that. But yes, you have to have your original cast. A reboot of this movie, I just don't understand. You just, it's like, have we rebooted Casablanca? We have not. We have not. 
And this is we one. have not rebooted Casablanca. Yeah, and you would think something to reboot that would be it. Wow, that's interesting. We've had three reboots of King Kong, never a Casablanca. And I think that the Matrix is like a Casablanca. It's, it's a it's, game changer don't touch film. It. Don't touch it. I'm with you. You, you can make a fourth. I will accept a fourth. Don't reboot the shit out of it. So, and certainly don't put it in the same universe as a, like Speed Racer. I mean, what's, <laughs> what is Speed? Like, I, I don't know that much about Speed Racer. I didn't watch the movie. Like, is that a video game thing? Like, no, he's, a, he's literally a racing car driver. Uh, like, how does that fit at all? Is that like his life in the world? But that doesn't make sense because the Matrix. But it's Matrix, not in the world because it's a part of, I guess, the Matrix world. So is Speed Racer a robot? I'm just so. It's un- just ridiculous. Yeah. I don't take art and mix it with like film, like, you know, blockbuster film. So the other quick reboot rumor that we've heard is that uh, they are set to remake The Fly, David Cronenberg's The Fly, which, of course, was a remake of a 50s movie of The Fly, but we can both agree on this. The Fly is incredible. Incredible. I know you. that's where your Jeff Goldblum crush started. Jeff Goldblum. Actually, before that, but just Jeff Goldblum with those ears and that nose. nose i know he has giant ears and nose and he's so tall i don't know i don't know what you're talking about all i know is that i'm ready for another visit to the fly me too i was gonna say like i thought maybe you wouldn't be ready for another one i think this is a movie that can be redone because this is one that i never saw the second one i never saw the fly too i was like nope the fly is perfect i love the way it worked I love those special effects. I love the practical. I love the relationship between um, Gina Gina Davis Davis. and uh, Jeff Goldblum. But I I loved it. I really did. I don't need a sequel to that. I would like to see how we would try and do it again for today's audiences. I think uh, David Cronenberg kind of lends himself to the, the era that he does things. Yes. And that can live in today. But... It also can be rebooted to today. Is he still making movies? Because totally, I would I would allow him to do it again. Like I I don't see any reason why it it could be someone else, but I would be perfectly happy if he just redid it. Um, but I do agree with you. I think that the fly. You know, we watched it because we're movie buffs. Yep. But I think if you're not a movie buff, you're not going to watch the fly. And so I think that it makes sense to reboot it and bring it to a whole new audience. There's also the factor that The Fly was made, was it in the 70s? 80s. 80s. So we're talking, you know, coming on 40 years ago. Totally. 30 something, but like. It's been a long time. It's not 1999. Exactly. Yeah. And so something like that, especially a movie like that, that's a little bit more cult. I think those types of movies are the movies that do the best in reboots. And I like the way you said, because we're movie buffs, because. I think redoing something like The Fly opens it up for new viewers to go back and watch The Fly from the 80s. Exactly. So I'm I'm on board with that. I didn't think I would be, and I didn't think you would be either, but I am actually on board to see another reboot of The Fly. Absolutely. Not The Matrix. Yes, The Fly. What do you guys think? Would you redo the same movies that we would and not redo The Matrix? Or do you have differing opinions? Let us know. Reach out. Tweet at us. Instagram at us. Whatever. You're on an Instagram kick. I am. 
Series Survival. Dun, dun, dun. All right, I think this might be our very last series survival for this round. Yeah, this is going to be our winter to early spring round. Yeah, because I'm having a hard time finding trailers for anything in the summer because they're just not available yet. Right. So this is going to be our last series survival for this segment. Uh, And then over the next few months, we're going to be following up, keeping up with these shows. And when it comes time to find out about which ones have been renewed and which ones have been canceled, we'll be back with our update. So here are our final three. Let's start with something tragically Canadian. I love it. Anne on CBC. Anne, like the reboot of Anne of Green Gables. That's right. New Anne of Green Gables show is coming March 19th. We are recording on March 15th. That's correct. So it's actually coming out this Sunday. So after this, remind me to set my PVR, please. Because I'm a big Anne of Green Gables nerd. For anybody Did you else, watch it when you were like... Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I didn't. I oh, didn't yeah. watch it. We've mm. had this conversation once or twice. <laughs> yeah. You don't like Anne of Green Gables. Well, and I, I am I am like, I might as well be a redheaded, freckled girl it's about like, my love for I don't it. know that I could say that I don't love it. I don't really... I haven't watched it and I haven't found a draw towards it. It might be okay. amazing, but for me... It's really set in the past and I'm not that into the like I like my technology and I find it sometimes hard to watch television and movies where the technology doesn't exist. Like I feel so horrible for them and their life that 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 they don't have they have to travel by horse and buggy. They don't know what they're missing. They're living on Prince Edward Island. They're at Green Gables. They're having a great time anyway, living in a very beautiful part of the world. It also seems like it's going to be really wholesome. I think it will because it's a family show. It's on CBC. It will be coming to Netflix in May for all of the 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 world, right? Yeah. For anybody outside of Canada who who's like, what? Anna Green Gables. It will be coming to Netflix in May. Was Um, this a thing? Like, does the world know about Anne of Green Gables? Yeah. Anne of Green Gables was a huge book back in the day. Oh. And it was uh, written by, oh my God, Lucy Montgomery. Is she Canadian? Is this this how it's... Absolutely. One second. Lucy Maud Montgomery wrote Anne of Green Gables. She was uh, born on Prince Edward Island. So she wrote about Green Gables, which is based in the PEI region. People actually traveled to Prince Edward Island to see the the house that uh, Lucy Montgomery was living in and wrote in and wrote in. And yeah, so the books were written in, I think, the 50s or 60s, and they just took off. And my first introduction to Anne was through Megan Follows, who's gorgeous rendition of Anne of Green Gables on the CBC miniseries will always all like that's the tops it won't be beaten for oh, me it was a miniseries it wasn't like a whole big thing no and they did uh, a miniseries when she was a child then Anne of Green Gables the sequel was when she was a teacher and sort of learning more about what she was doing away from Green Gables and then the third final movie was uh, done when she was full-on adult and she went to war Wow. That was an interesting uh, interesting moment in Canadian broadcasting to do these uh, Anne of Green Gables stories. So with that said, I will definitely be watching Anne. And because it's CBC, 
I think they're going to get a lot of viewers who love the material. I think it's coming back for a second season. Oh, this is definitely coming back for a second season. It's a built-in franchise. It's super Canadiana. At minimum, they're going to let it go two before. If there's not viewership, then they'll they'll chop it. I mean, but if I think you remember, no matter what. Growing up, the road to Avonlea went on for ages. I also remember that, and I remember kind of seeing an episode or two. Again, it didn't. I it was not something didn't grab you. Well, are you gonna watch the? Are you gonna watch at least the first one? Like, because the new Anne they got is actually perfect to the book. She looks adorable. Like yeah. she, her little teeth and her face. She's adorable. Am I gonna watch it? I uh, maybe not. Okay. Well. I don't. I just. It feels like a chore to watch it, and I'm sure it's gonna be great. But I just don't have that initial. Feels like a chore to watch. Okay. All right. Like a family friendly feel good. I don't, it's, I'm not in the mood for this. Okay. Our second one we're watching today was the trailer for the white princess. And this looks like a historical drama about Elizabeth who becomes queen, like Elizabeth of York who ends up taking the throne. Mm-hmm. And I believe she's married to George at the time. Is that who it is? I think. Think so? I don't remember. They did say it in the trailer. They sure which did, we and just I just watched. And I can't remember <laughs> because I am not watching this show. Really? I had the opposite of all the trailers we watched. I was like, "Oh, it's period," and yet I'm somehow interested in this. What? I know. I who? I when this when the trailer started, I thought, "Oh, another thing set in the past." I cannot watch this. Like, I just can't bring myself to do it. But it's so scandalous, and the mom in it is the mom from um, Game of Thrones, from the blood wedding death. See, I think Stars wants something that will capitalize on Game of Thrones, and this isn't it. No, this is the their answer to Rain, not Game of Thrones. But Rain got canceled. Yeah, so- but Rain made it five seasons. I think it just that was it for Rain. All right. It so was you, very so successful. So do you think this will make it to a second season? Yeah, I do. I do. I do not. I'm saying no. Mm. This this reeks of something that they're trying to reach an audience who is already somewhere else. And I don't think they're going to pull them in. You know, when Stars did, Ash versus Evil Dead was on Stars, But there's already a built-in audience for that demo, for that show. So it works out really well. I just don't know where the audience is. For the white princess and how many people are going to get excited about that? See, I think there was a pretty high audience for Rain. With, and there's a lot of things going on right now for that late teens market. In, that's very historical drama, but amped up with sex and all this other stuff. And I think that that's hot right now. So they're trying to capitalize on it. Somehow, this really catches me because it's all about how this woman twists everything to her eventual winning the throne and i kind of want to see that happen so i'm i'm in i'm watching this i think it's making it to season two all right our last one we watched was famous in love remember if you have no idea what we're talking about you can check the description and you'll see the links to all of these shows uh so that we've made it easy for you um so famous in love stars bella thorne love her She's wonderful, isn't she? She's wonderful. really shown up in a lot of things now. Yeah. 
So Bella Thorne, uh, what what can I say she's from? If you ever saw Blended, she is the girl who doesn't dress like a girl, but then dresses like a girl, and everyone's like, whoa. She is the mean girl in the duff. That is correct. That's what I know her best from. Um, and I believe she was also in another series that I can't quite recall at this point. But Bella Thorne, she's becoming a really big star. And she's starring in her own it looks like a CW uh, show, but it's on Freeform, which you told me was ABC Spark. Well, a lot of the shows that I watched from ABC Spark are now Freeform, so I think it switched over. Okay. But Freeform is a little bit more edgy. Now, ABC Spark was supposed to be the edgy of the ABCs. Oh, yeah. Like of their... But... Uh, now it's Freeform, and Freeform is not afraid to get edgy. And this is definitely looking to get edgy. In fact, I'd say it's looking at the same audience but younger as Unreal. Oh, huh, that's a really good point because it, what the show's about is about a girl who is not a popular person or she's just trying to get her started in acting, and then she lands a really big role and becomes super famous, and it's about... Her life as a star and how she's, I guess, walked over people, slept with a number of people in the, in the trailer. It looks like she's slept with, with at least three people. And one of them might have been someone's man. <laughs> and I think it is going to be fun. I think it's definitely going to season two. I think it's getting canceled. Wow. Yeah. I don't think that this is going to hit. I think that... The show is trying to be controversial and give you an inside look into what it's like to be a celebrity, but it's very hard to do that kind of thing. And I, I think we have reality television and keeping up with the Kardashians for stuff like that. Obviously, keeping up with the Kardashians do not have these like crazy cool love affairs, blah, blah, blah. This is more soap opera-ish, but I think that it's not going to make it. I think a lot of people love Bella Thorne. I think they're going to tune in for her. Mm-hmm. And once they're there, they're going to stay there. Also, when you brought up ABC Spark, I mean, they don't cancel a lot of their bad shows. They just let them continue. I don't know what you're talking about because they're not bad. They're what? amazing. What? We know that I like to watch some some very questionable ABC shows that... Honestly, I just love them. I like, mean, let's run them down. We got con- The Secret Life of the American Teen. I haven't seen that one. We've got Switched at Birth. I also didn't watch that. I don't watch their dramas. We I got like the their Fosters. Comedy. I'm talking Baby Daddy. Oh, God. Melissa and Joey, no. which is canceled now, and Young and Hungry, <gasps> which I'm so into. <laughs> so ABC Spark comedies. Keep it going. Because at least one viewer loves them. So next week, we are going to be talking movies again. And we want to give you guys a little bit of homework. Yeah, we're going to give you the heads up on what we're watching. So you can double check it out and watch it with us. So we're taking a little bit of a blast from the past. And we're going to check out Heather's The Original Mean Girls. It really is The Original Mean Girls. It's The Original Mean Girls, yeah. I'm excited to go back. Christian Slater, Winona Ryder. Uh, who else is in this movie? My God, Shannon Doherty, I believe, is in this film. She is in this movie. I think I'm going to really enjoy this trip back because I didn't, I it didn't catch me in high school the way it did a lot of my friends. So I saw the movie when I was a kid, 
and I loved it, but I literally remember so nothing. So inappropriate. Oh, I, I watched all sorts of inappropriate things when I was a kid. Of course kid. you did. That Serbia. is the fun of being a kid. But, I, you know, I, I don't remember anything about it. I remember that I loved this movie. I have no idea why. So I'm really excited to go back. We're going to take a look, and you should come with us. So next week, Heathers. And that's our show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week. If you'd like to help us support the show, we would really appreciate it. All you have to do is hop into iTunes or whatever podcast service you're using and give us a quick rating and review. This really helps us to grow the show, especially in these early stages. Bensound.com is our intro song source, and we encourage you to check out our show notes. We got all our information about our music, our talented voice actors, and the sound effects that we use. Jay and I also love to hear from you, so don't be a stranger. Reach out to us on our website, morethanmovies.net. Or on Facebook at More Than Movies Podcast. Or email us, hello at morethanmovies.net. Or you can always catch us on Twitter. I'm at Jester J. I'm at It's Ivana. Thanks again for spending some time with us. We'll be back again next Monday. Brand new episode. And until next time, friends. Do more. And watch more. More.